we can't do this work. We can't speak to it. We can't help people. We can't help each other. We can't love each other well. If we don't understand the systems element of our world, it's, it's everywhere. Everything is a system. And systems fail. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zamora. And today I want to talk about navigating systems without losing ourself and our purpose. This is such an important conversation to have. It's one that I've put off for a little bit too long with the show something that I talk about in all of my programs and all of my one-on-one work, any time that we talk about purpose, any time that we talk about healing and trauma, any time that we talk about goals and growth, if we're not also addressing systems, we're not having a complete conversation because we live in a world made up of systems, man-made systems and natural systems. There's the solar system, there are ecological systems, there are bird flocks, everything in nature works together within systems. There's the immune system, biological systems, atmospheric circulation systems. I had to make a list to remember some of these, I'll be honest. There's different systems within the world. There are the seasons, there's day and night, there are growth cycles, there are there are just so many natural systems in this world. And then there are the man-made systems. There are systems that we are immediately born into, like our family system, our religious system, our cultural system. We are then introduced to more and more external systems, the healthcare system, the justice system, social systems. We have the education system. We have all of these different systems that we step into that were created by man. And I want to give you the definition of systems to frame our conversation. So a system is a collection of elements or components that are organized for a common purpose. A collection of elements or components that are organized for a common purpose. So when we get into these human systems, the medical system, family system, religious, cultural, patriarchal, societal, educational, justice, political, goes on and on and on. When we are introduced to these these systems, we don't understand that they are inherently designed by and for certain people. They're designed inherently with a bias based on who designed them and who they designed them for. Now, if you are inside of a system and you do not see the harm of those systems, that is because the system is designed to benefit you the type of person that you are, the personality type that you are, the energetic type that you are, the race that you are, the gender that you are. It is designed for you. And that is why there is a lot of privilege and a lot of lack of awareness of the systems that we can be inside of. Because if they benefit us, there's no need to stop and look at the system, right? It, it just works. Life just works. Like education is just great and wonderful, Being in society is just amazing and perfect. Being in the workforce is just like, yes, this is how I work. This is how I roll. This is how I flow. So if we are benefiting from a system, it is much harder for us to look at and see that system for the ways that it can be harmful and damaging to others. We also don't even acknowledge that there's a system in place. If we look at the patriarchy, 
that patriarchy upholds men, upholds the power of men, upholds the importance of men, the betterness of being a man, the strength, the smarts, whatever the system believes about men, it upholds that. And so it can be very difficult for men to acknowledge that there is a patriarchy. And even if they can acknowledge the patriarchy, it's difficult for them to see that it causes harm to people who are not presenting as, are not born as men, or are not more masculine in nature in the ways that the patriarchy defines what it means to be a good man, the good, right, masculine. So the patriarchy can harm men. Again, it's designed by and for specific people. So it supports and upholds men. But if you are not the right kind of man within that, you can still be affected by that system. If you're not affected by the system, you don't see the harm of it. It's the same with white supremacy, white privilege. We don't see that because we benefit from the system. The system does not inherently harm us. It does not affect us in such a way that we would go, oh, there's a block here. There's a bias here. There's harm here. There's violence against me here because we're not affected by it. And there's two types of systems that I like to talk about to kind of give the example to understand how systems work and how it's very difficult to see the harm in them if we are not other from who the system was designed by and for. So looking at the education system, our education system here in the United States is based on the Industrial Revolution. It was designed by people who believed that there was a certain set of skills that you needed to have to be successful within that period of time. So the education system was designed to churn out little adults that all had the same knowledge and skills. It did not care about how you're wired. It did not care about your personality type. It did not care about different learning styles. To be a successful human, you needed to be able to check off certain boxes. You needed to be able to have certain skills so that you could go out into a workforce that is not the world and workforce that we live in today. So the education system, I believe, is a trauma for most people. I believe being a child is a trauma for most people because of the systems, because we go into the education system. And if we're multi-passionate, if we're neurodivergent, if we have a different learning style, if we have a different set of skills or interests, it is very easy to very quickly feel like we are bad, wrong, stupid, not good, good enough, unworthy, a loser. We're never going to amount to anything. That is sometimes said to us by the people who uphold the system. You're not making the grades. You're not behaving in class like everyone else. You aren't doing the things that everybody else wants to do. You're disruptive because you have to constantly move. And that will sometimes be said to us by the keepers and the upholders of the system. That might be teachers. That might be administration. That might be school counselors. Those are people who buy into or believe in or for whatever reason choose to support and uphold the system. And so they are telling us that we are wrong and bad. And they say that clearly sometimes, and sometimes that's baked into the messaging that we get. It's also reinforced in every part of the system. You learn very quickly as a child whether or not you fit the system or you don't. If you fit the system, then you are the right personality type. You have the right energetic wiring. And I don't mean right and better. I don't mean right as it's the way that we should wish we were, or you should have been. I'm saying right 
inside the system. The system was designed by and for certain people for certain purposes. So again, the definition is a collection of elements or components that are organized for a common purpose. So inside that system, if you are the aligned, let's use that word, personality type, energetic wiring, learning style, behavior, your way of being, like whatever it might be, your belief systems, your your skill, your natural ability to be good at a certain subject or to be more book smart than you are maybe life smart or creative smart or whatever other smart. Like if you're naturally designed in the same way as the people who built the system and the people who continue to uphold the system and who the system was designed for and the purpose the system was designed for, you're going to thrive. And there are people that love school, have loved school from the moment that they stepped inside of that. School is great for them. School was designed by people like them, for people like them, for the life path and purposes that the educational system was designed for. So there are people who thrive inside systems because it was made for them. And we talked to Kendra Woods, who is our human design person. She talked about how a majority of the population is generators. If you haven't listened to that episode, if you don't know your energetic type, please check that out. We'll link to it in the show notes. That will give you kind of a better understanding of the different energy types and how we're wired differently and why each and every one of us is important. But to stay on the topic of systems, generators make up a majority of the population, generators and manifesting generators. The workforce was designed by and for generators. If you look at it, that's what it was designed for. Generators are really the best wired for capitalism, for the working society that we have, the 40-hour work week. Generators have the energy type to wake up and replenish every day and have energy to give every day. As long as they're doing the right thing, they have to love what they're doing to not burn out. Our workforce honors, celebrates, and upholds the belief that that energy type, that work type, the ability to hustle, the ability to just work every single day and work hard and get all the stuff done, that's a generator mentality. That is not what is right for all energy types and all people. And generators are not inherently better or more valuable than any other energetic type, period. This is true of all systems. This is to illustrate another system in which it's designed by and for a certain type of person. And if you are not that type of person, you will struggle inside of the system and it will reinforce the core wounds and the limiting beliefs that say, I am not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm unworthy. I don't have the skills. I don't know why I bother. I should just curl up into a ball and climb into a hole and just stay there. Systems cause trauma and systems can cause direct violence and harm to certain groups of people. And the people who the system benefits won't even see it. They won't believe it. They'll think that you're being dramatic. They think that you'll just, you know, maybe you should try harder, maybe X, Y, Z. No, I feel fine inside the system. That's because it was designed for you. So kind of went on a tangent. The second example that I like to use is the Constitution. So the Constitution was written by and for straight, able-bodied, white, Christian men. We can add educated in there now, but those are kind of the five things that best summarize the collective of 
humans who wrote the Constitution and who they wrote it for. If you change any one of those five things, the system becomes unsupportive, violent, and harmful towards you. One of those or all three of them or some combination. So if you change it to women, it becomes harmful. If you change it to any person of color who is not white, becomes less harmful and violent towards you. If you are not straight, if you are not Christian, and there are a lot of people that you can look at and you can assume they're a good white Christian whatever person. And so you can kind of get by if you're not that correct for the system, religion. That same system that to those people who have those five characteristics that it was written by and for, the system is great. There's nothing wrong with the system. There's no need to be political. There's no need to worry about the amendments and the changes and what the Supreme Court is doing because the system is designed by and for you. Therefore, it always benefits you. Always. You don't even have to acknowledge its presence. You benefit from it. Whereas the people who are vocal who are resisting against, who are pushing back against, who are being harmed by a system, are not the person that it was designed by and for. You can change any one of those things. And the system, the same system that somebody will think is fine and good, and we don't even need to pay attention to it because mm, it's barely there, it doesn't affect me, doesn't just affect you, doesn't just limit your access to resources, to safety, to security, to Whatever it is that you might be, it it starts to actively harm you and is absolutely violent towards people who are especially none of the five things. And some of those characteristics lead to more harm than others. If you're a person of color, the system is violent towards you. Systems designed by and for certain people for a specific purpose, which is inherently biased. And within that inherent bias, there is harm to anyone who is other who does not fit with the system. And so systems are important to understand because when we can understand the system at play, we have more freedom and leverage to work with it. That doesn't mean working with it in terms of keeping it upright. It doesn't mean that we are not vocal about the systems that cause harm that need to be dismantled and replaced. And with systems work, there is no just eliminating systems. There is finding a system that better serves everybody, that is not violent, that is not harmful, that that does not perpetuate violence and harm and bias and all of these, these things that harm people who are not, who do not fit within the system. So we can't just dismantle systems. There will be a system that replaces it. So the work with systems, which is a much bigger conversation, is about understanding the need that it is meeting for the people that it is supporting. And can that system be replaced? Can that need continue to be met without harm being caused to others? Some systems, absolutely. We are seeing lots of systemic solutions to the education that we have here. We're seeing different types of school. We're seeing unschooling, homeschooling, Montessori schools, creative schools. We are seeing different solutions to that systemic problem that work. 
Whereas there are certain systems that the people who uphold and benefit from the system will absolutely not budge because to do so would risk them being uncomfortable, would risk them perceiving that they are being harmed, would mean that they don't get all the benefits and everyone else can just suck it up and do whatever they're doing. So certain systems, there is not a way to meet the need. And we have to stress the system to a breaking point so that it can force change. And we see a lot of that. We see a lot of that with different rallies, different organizations, different social justice movements that are happening. That is stressing a system that refuses to budge, that refuses to consider its harm to anyone who is other to it, and who continues to benefit from the system and therefore violently at times upholds it. We're seeing more pushback on that because that is in many instances, the only way to create systemic change is to stress it to a breaking point, to force the issue, to force the people who benefit from and uphold the system to see the harm, to dismantle it and to do something different. So systemic change is not always seamless. It's not always pretty. It can be chaotic and disruptive, and that is often necessary for systems to change. We see that with our systems, our capitalistic systems, a lot of the systems that we have in our world that are harming our environment, our natural ecosystems that support us and keep us alive. We're seeing those be stressed simply because we refuse to step away from the system that is causing so much harm that ultimately we're going to see more systemic collapse, both in our environment, in our natural world, natural systems, And we're going to see our man-made systems start to collapse more and more. We're already seeing that in different ways. So systemic change is not a a simple, easy thing, Um, especially in systems, again, where a great majority of people benefit from it and are unwilling to look at the system and the harm that it causes to other people. The reason that we're talking about systems in our context, I can get kind of on a roll with that, is to understand that systems harm us. And how they harm us and why we need to stay really very rooted in who we are and what our purpose is so that we don't lose ourselves and we don't lose our path and our calling and we don't become something or someone that we're not, if possible, so that we can stay steady, so that we can understand that systems are not personal, even though they very much feel that way when you are other to the system. And when we understand that everything is a system and who that system benefits and why those people will uphold that system no matter what, no matter how much harm it causes to us or to people that we love, when we can understand that systems are not personal, we have more freedom and leverage inside of them. We are less stressed by them. We are less likely to have it trigger our traumas and our core wound stories and our subconscious programming We're more free and leveraged. There's more space between us and the system. We can see it for what it is. So let's talk a little bit about how we do that. And it's important to understand, too, that a lot of our core wounding, a lot of our subconscious winning strategies, a lot of our trauma comes from systems, even systems that are well-meaning. So we are born with the seed of our purpose, who we're here to be, into this life in this world. We immediately enter systems. Immediately. We immediately enter a family attachment slash caretaker system of some kind. As an infant and a child, we are in the care 
of adults in some capacity. For some of us, that's our family system. For some of us, that's extended family. For some people, that might be you're in a facility or with social services. There's different ways that we're inside of a family system, but we are inside of a family caretaker attachment system. We learn immediately what is other about us from that system. And within a family system, there's often a religious system and a cultural system. There is often generational trauma that we believe is tradition or just personality aspects or aspects of who we are as a grouping and a family. And even the kindest, most conscious and loving parents and caretakers can traumatize us within the system because they might not understand personality types. They might not understand energetic wiring. They might not understand differences in learning styles. They might not understand neurodivergence. And they can be loving and they can care about us and they can want the best for us and want us to be ourselves. And at the same time, constantly traumatize us because we're not like everyone else, because we're We don't work like everybody else. We don't think like everybody else. We feel more than the rest of the family. We care about things that they don't understand. We're the only one who is intellectual and not athletic or vice versa. So there can be just these little things about us that are other from what is the norm, what is understood, what is supported within the system. So Childhood is often a trauma for many of us, even with the most loving, conscious, and well-intentioned parents, because they don't understand that about themselves, let alone us. They want us to succeed. They understand the systems to the best of their ability that we have to be able to be educated and skilled enough to get a job, to make enough money, to survive in this society. So we will be conditioned by that system immediately. Then as we grow up, we're inside a religious or a cultural system, a social system, the education system to some degree. We go out into the workforce. We have to deal with the political, the social, the justice, the medical, all of these different systems. And we learn through that on a subconscious level what is wrong with us, what is other with us. And there is no self-acceptance because we don't even know what we should be self-accepting about. And this is why personality typing, understanding your unique energetics, understanding your the way that you're wired, who you're here to be, your purpose, your callings, your contributions that you're here to make. This is something that I wish that we learned so much younger because that would help us through all of this. What has supported me is accepting that I am not wired like most people. In some ways, I am wired like the majority. I am a manifesting generator. The way that the work world works is designed for my energetics, but school did not work for me. Regular life ways of being did not work for me. Being inside the healthcare system as a woman, as a, as a white, primarily white woman inside the healthcare system, I am already 60% or more, more likely to be dismissed, gaslit, and misdiagnosed. If I were to add anything else to that, person of color, different sexual orientation, certain religions, I'm going to be even more harmed by the medical system. So understanding that systems are not designed for us, that systems are designed for a specific purpose by and for certain people helps us to not take that personally on top of staying anchored in who we are, 
I am not less than because I'm a woman inside the political healthcare system. I know that even if the system doesn't. I know that it's not personal. It's not about me specifically, even when it feels that way. It's about that person's belief and bias and perception model. It's about the system and the way that the system shaped people. And that doesn't mean that we tolerate things that aren't tolerable. It just means that we stop taking it so personally. It can feel very personal when a system is not only designed for other people, but designed in such a way that is violent towards you. I completely understand that to the best of the ability that I can as a mostly white woman. So it can be very difficult for us to not take these things personally. And I understand that to the degree that I can. What I also know about taking things personally is that it triggers our stories. It triggers our traumas. It triggers our fight or flight. It triggers our needing to prove ourselves. It triggers our core wounding. And suddenly we're swept up in all of that versus being able to stay free and leveraged, present, and able to navigate through the system without allowing it to cause extra stress. It doesn't mean that it won't. I have been dealing with the healthcare system. I have been getting a lot of medical gaslighting. I have been getting a lot of stuff that is definitely rooted in women are less than, women are hysterical, women are crazy, they make things up in their minds. That has upset me. That has caused me very strong emotional responses at times. But what really helps and supports me within systemic things like this is being able to see the system at play, even understanding it just slightly. I could not right now tell you exactly why the medical system is unsupportive and harmful towards women other than it prioritizes men and men's health. And women have been, the word crazy has been weaponized against women. And it's very easy for that to seep into the education and the way that they teach things, the way that they talk about women and women's health issues and women's emotions and, you know, uh, most women get anxious or whatever it is that's been baked in for years and years and generations and generations and then shows up still to this day within our healthcare system. So even just understanding it's systemic gives a bit of space rather than internalizing it that all these doctors think that I'm a worthless piece of crap, that I don't deserve to live, that I'm just crazy and whatever else they want to say, I can stay anchored in. It's the system. They are a product of the system that they are inside of and what that system teaches them and what is perpetuated by that system. I don't have to take it personally. And when we don't take things personally, we have more space and leverage to then navigate through it without taking on the stress of it, without making it about us, without it reinforcing and triggering our core wound stories. And then we go into our winning strategy or we believe them when it's not true. When someone is telling us that we are a liar or it's all in our head or maybe we're just crazy or we're not feeling what we're feeling or whatever it might be, we, we don't buy into that because we understand that's part of the systemic thinking. And when we don't take these things personally, then we can stay anchored in what's missing, what is it that I desire, what am I working towards, and what's next. So we can go back to that conversation without interpretation. And that's not always easy. 
there are systems that are incredibly violent towards different groups of people. And it's not easy to understand that it's not personal. It's also can be very difficult and complex when it comes to even abuse, abusive relationships. And what has supported me is, again, understanding the systemic influence that created the environment for those people to become the way that they are. This does not mean that we excuse them. When I look at my ex who passed away, who was manipulative and controlling, who stalked me and then ultimately committed suicide, when I look at the partner I ended up with because of PTSD who was abusive in multiple ways, when I look at the unavailable partners that I've been with, the people who have traumatized me or been violent towards me or said awful things to me, whatever it might be, I can look at it from a systemic perspective. Each one of them, without telling you all about their lives and their traumas, each one of them is a product of the systems they were inside of, the systems that shaped and or failed them. Shaped and or failed them. Family systems, cultural systems, religious systems, societal systems, social systems, education system, healthcare system in some cases, have shaped and failed them. They are a product of that. This is their trauma from systems. This is how systems influenced them or did nothing for them, did not support them, made them feel more crazy, discarded them, treated them poorly, didn't understand them, didn't see the signs that maybe something was off, whatever it might be, they are products of the systems that shaped and failed them. It's systemic. That doesn't mean that we tolerate things. That doesn't mean that we excuse any poor behavior from other people. It's the shifting of the lens for us to see the system at play that produced this experience, that produced people who are hateful and harmful, who are behaving in certain ways that are not okay, who have trauma, who have their own stories and wounds, who perpetuate systems of harm, who believe that they're better, whatever it might be, it's a systemic issue. It's a result of systems. And we act accordingly. So we set boundaries. We get ourselves to safe spaces. We do our healing work. We take care of ourselves. And when we're not taking it personally, there's this whole layer of heaviness and challenges and blocks and trauma that gets removed gets bypassed and not in a bad way. It just means that we don't have to go through it because we can look and we can say this is a systems issue and we can then address it from that perspective. And systems work is challenging. I am still learning a great deal about systems. It's something that I am passionate about learning about. It's something that has helped me tremendously. It's something that I very strongly believe we cannot leave out of conversations about grief and healing and purpose and personal growth and goals and anything. We cannot talk about these things without addressing systems. Systemic blocks are real, harmful, terrifying, scary, debilitating blocks that many people face. And you might be inside of a system and not understand why everyone is complaining. And my invitation to you would be, how do you benefit from that system? 
And how, if you were different in some way, would that same system cause you harm? And can you stop for a moment and step out of your bubble? And and I say that with all the love in the world as someone who has had to step out of bubbles myself. Can you step out of that bubble of benefiting from the system and listen to people who are telling you that that same exact system that you benefit from so much you don't even realize is there, you don't even understand why anyone would think there was an issue? Can you look at it from their perspective? And can you be more willing to shift your relationship to systems so that you're not upholding systems of harm. And this is very challenging work on both sides. I understand that, but it is important and necessary work. We cannot be out there telling everybody that they can manifest whatever they want when there are people who are inside the same systems as you, and that causes them a great deal of harm and block, a great deal of obstacles. They don't have access to the same resources as you do. And I think this is so important for those of us in these positions of teaching and coaching and educating and content creating, whatever we are doing, that we do not leave that out of the conversation because in doing so, we cause harm. We allow systems to continue to exist without people pointing fingers and going, that's a shitty system. That's a harmful system. I benefit greatly from this and I'm perfectly fine and comfortable, but look at how it harms everyone else. It needs to change. We have to look at that. We can't sit here and say, just do the work, just be more disciplined, just think positively and visualize your way through the system that actively tries to eradicate you from the planet. We have to understand systems and how they play a role in everything that we're talking about. And as individuals going through healing and growth, as people going after what feels impossible to us, being able to think from a system's lens will change so much for you. Does that mean it will make it easier? No. With some systems, sure, but with most systems, probably not. It will be more easeful because you will be able to point to the system at play. When you can point to the system, you can better understand why the system is causing harm for you, why people are the way that they are inside of the systems, and you can understand that it's not personal even though it feels very personal and looks very personal at times. It is a system that was designed by and for certain people And systems will always work to stay alive. They will always shift and change and evolve to support themselves, not changing, not dissolving, not disappearing, especially when there are human beings inside of that system that benefit from it greatly, that their life is better because the system exists or it just works for them. And you know what? They don't want your negativity because I don't see why you can't just get through school or the healthcare system or the political system, like I don't know what you're whining about because they don't see the system. So having a systems lens, which we'll talk about more on the show, we'll have people that I've learned from on the show who talk about systems is my hope. And we'll address this more and more going forward, specific systems and how they block us and how do we actually work with systems in such a way that we are not being harmed by them as much. And at least not taking it personally and taking it on, at least not allowing it to trigger our core wound stories, especially, especially when we're inside of systems that are designed for a purpose that doesn't consider who we are or who we want to be in the world, like the education system. It doesn't care who you want to be, who you're trying to grow into. It's shifting more and more, and you might be lucky to go to a completely differently designed school system, education system, 
awesome, but many people are still inside the old system that doesn't care about who you are as a person. And that can be so traumatic. And so even as parents, even as friends, we need to start to see the systems at play. And if we can point to a system and go, that system's fine, we benefit from it. And we also need to look at that. Because where we benefit, other people are often harmed. They often don't have the same access. They're often discriminated against. There are biases against them. And within all of that, there's harm caused to them, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, in all the ways. So if we're just cruising along through life, and there are a lot of a lot of coaches, a lot of teachers, a lot of gurus and experts who are out there teaching from a place of having cruised through life. That doesn't mean that they didn't have their own hardships. It doesn't mean that they don't know certain things about certain stuff, but they are teaching from a perspective of being privileged. If you coast through each and every system, they were designed for you and you benefit or benefited from them. That is not true for everyone. And so I really want you to notice as well when you're learning from other people, when you're trying to figure things out for yourself, always consider the systems element of it. Does the person who is speaking to you understand that systemic challenges are a real thing, that systemic harm is a real thing, that systemic harm can exist in a perfectly lovely and wonderful family system, cultural system, educational environment, if people don't really understand that the system was designed by and for them, but not for everyone? systems are inherently biased. So that's kind of my (laughs) quick overview of systems, why they matter. I'm going to talk more about systems within year two. We're going to highlight more of that within people's stories who have worked with and worked through systems that have caused them harm, that have held them back. And just consider that. That is my My ask of you, my hope from sharing all of this is to just start thinking more about systems. Where have systems been at play in your life? And even if everyone else loves that system and you feel harmed by it and you feel like it is violent towards you actually or metaphorically or that it makes things harder for you, that's true. You're seeing something that everyone else can't see because they benefit from the system or they have bought in hardcore to thriving inside the system because they think that they have to. You are not crazy. You are not wrong. You are not stupid. You are not broken. You are inside of a system that is not designed for you, that does not support you. And inside of not supporting you and not being designed for you, it can actively be harmful and violent towards you. You are not crazy. That is true. And there are a lot of people who struggle to see and acknowledge their privilege. And I understand that because I didn't see it for a long time either. The more that I see it, the more that I understand how systems work. And the more that I listen to the people who are harmed by those systems, because we can't do this work, we can't speak to it, we can't help people, we can't help each other, we can't love each other well. If we don't understand the systems element of our world, it's, it's everywhere. Everything is a system. And systems fail. Systems fail. We hear this a lot in business. System, people don't fail. Systems do. This is true in life. And sometimes a system's failure is the wrong person in the wrong part of the system. Absolutely. Systems fail us. 
systems fail us. Systems shape people and fail people and produce these hostile environments, these violent environments, these gaslighting, manipulative environments, these harmful environments that for other people, for the people that don't fit inside the system, that's their experience. But for those the system was designed for, everything's cool. I don't know what everyone's complaining about. Life hasn't been hard for me. School hasn't been hard for me. I'm always listened to when I go to the doctor. Like, I don't need to be political because whatever happens within the government always supports me. We have to acknowledge systems. It doesn't mean that we can get everyone else to see that they are inside of a system that benefits them and harms others. But when we understand that, we are more free and leveraged to move differently, to not take it on, to not take it personally to be less affected and harmed by it in the ways that we can be. It can still be harmful to us, but we are not harming ourselves by believing the lies of the system, by believing that we're less worthy, that we're less smart, that we're less capable, that we don't belong, whatever it might be. So please just sit with this. If you have questions that I can answer, I would love to hear from you. We will put information to get in touch with me below. And I will, again, weave this in more and more. And I really just can't drive home enough that if you can start to understand systems, we'll actually, we'll link to some resources in the show notes as well, some different books and conversations that will help you understand systems a bit better when you can see things through a system lens. Life just makes more sense. It doesn't make it easier. It doesn't make it less harmful. It doesn't mean that there are less obstacles but you are more leveraged to work with and through all of that. And you can understand and not take it personally, even though it feels very personally, and you can not be affected by other people's biases because you can see you are a product of the system and you are privileged because it works for you. So I'm also going to link to the episode on not taking things personally because it helps us understand the perception model, which fits perfectly with systems thinking. The beliefs and the perceptions that we hold come from the systems that shaped us. So putting all of this together will help you take things less personally. Again, it doesn't mean that we tolerate it. It's just an explanation. It just helps us see what's at play and what's actually happening so that we can move differently, so that we can take care of and protect ourselves and not lose sight of who we are and who we're here to be. If I can support you with any of this, If you have questions, please check the show notes for resources and I will be back soon with another episode. 